Kurt Young, what's up, bro? Hello. So, you are the man in these parts when it comes to uh, putting ink on them, on some skin. You the, the know what people, I mean? The people I tattoo would say that, <laughs> that's for sure. You know, it's, it's, it's fortunate that I actually don't have any of your work on me, but um, over the years, you know, being in the scene, and then people always coming up to me, like I've heard your name a lot, but we've never actually got to sit down and connect. Right. Right. And so when I met you in passing, you know, a couple, well, probably a year or so ago, I yeah. was like, "Hey, man, we need to we need to do this thing. We need to talk about some stuff for sure." And um, your industry is interesting because it's progressively. How long have you been doing it? Um, probably thirteen years. Okay. Um, I started in I think around '07, and then I had off and on for a good five or six years. Like, I mean, I dabbled in it. The first year, I probably only tattooed a, a month cumulatively. So, yeah. I didn't really uh, tattoo consistently until like the fifth year. Okay. And uh, I worked a full-time job up until I had my own studio. Well, what did you do before you got in a tattoo? Industrial maintenance. I worked. How yeah. the hell does that, how does that transfer? <laughs> well, I was, I, was uh, I, I graduated um, high school in Plano, Texas. Okay. And I stayed there. My parents came back. And I was going to be, uh, uh, I don't know, I worked at restaurants and rollerbladed. That was my thing. <laughs> rollerbladed? Yeah, it was oh, horrible. Shit, we're not going to bring that up Oh, again. yeah, we're got to now. The, that's the last time oh, no. I'm ever going to say that. <laughs> and so um, I broke my leg rollerblading. I guess I did have to bring it up again. And I had to move back here. And my dad worked at uh, oil packaging plants his whole life. And he was opening one up. And I was like, well, I got a boot on. I can't really do anything else. So I started helping him build one from the ground up. And they just noticed I was able to fix everything. I could pipe fit and stuff like that. So I got into that industry, and I did that for like nine years. I did that. I did. Um, I worked at Solo. I worked at um, Music Mountain. I worked at a couple places. Okay. And, what made you get out of that? Uh, this. Tattooing. You just, you just, yeah, you just yeah. found it and said, I'm going to No, I was, I was getting tattooed. I was getting okay. a, a horrible tattoo covered up on this arm right here. <laughs> and the, the guy that was, um, I instinctively cover it. I hate, Dude, I, I hate I'm the same it. way. I'm yeah. going to bring him. <laughs> and so I was, I was getting tattooed, and the guy that I was getting tattooed by was supposedly, like, you know, the guy. Yeah. He's the guy you want to go to. Yeah. And I, I, I go into the shop, and it is... I mean, it wasn't. It looked like a tattoo shop. Supposed to be loud. It was ridiculous and it was obnoxious. But it was also like it was really. It was not clean. I'm not naming names. I'm not gonna say where yeah. I went. But I mean, I I was I was there for maybe eight months, nine months. But I I tat or I was getting tattooed, and he'd do all these lines on me, and I'm like, all right, okay. You know, I got home and I looked at it, and I was like, this really doesn't look good. I was like, man, I went to him next time, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this, I'm going to shade it all up. And I'm like, well, okay, maybe the shading is going to make it look <laughs> really good. And um, it did not make it look really good. It definitely just kept going in a negative direction. So I was like, well, maybe I can get something out of this deal. And uh, I, I, I looked, dude, and, I mean, he was um, had his own issues and all this stuff, but still had a studio. And had his own shop, made his own hours, and I'm like, if this dude can do it, like, I got it. I can totally do it. Because I, I drew in high school, that's it. I, I was not an artist. I was not. What did you draw in high school? Uh, Ninja oh, Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Bro, yeah. so what, what years were they? What years you in high school? Uh, I graduated in 97. 97. Okay, so you just randomly Ninja Turtles. Yeah, well, shit. Ninja Turtles was the only thing I really cared to draw. 
in why is that though? Middle like, school. Why, why is that? Just I, just because they were. Watching? It was cool. Uh, is that back when the, the like the real that's when they live were, action movie? Yeah, yeah. That, that was just the, the best one. Right? It really was. It was dude, the like only all these ones. ones they keep fucking making. Like they I just released them. a they trailer. Look right. Dude, they just released a trailer for another one, and it looks cool, and it's all artistic and shit. But it's not. It's not real life. Like it's yeah. not real life. Like the the original ones were the, and they were uh, ahead of their fucking time. I, and, and really, I guess I probably we we would probably watch it now and be like, <laughs> this be is the, the most terrible thing <laughs> I've ever seen. I need to go back and watch it. Right? Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'd watch it. And think it's still amazing. Dude, the second, the one with Vanilla Ice was the shit. That yeah. One. Right. <laughs> the second one. I think. That's that's my that's my whole point. Like I, that was when I came up. I say I was probably in uh, middle school. I think. Yeah. And so I was like, I wanted to draw the Ninja Turtles, and I found like the the comic version of the Ninja Turtles, you know. And I try to like emulate that and do that, and that was the first thing I got. I was got good at drawing, yeah. and I never drew up until I got into like high school. And that high school I went to was a really good high school in Plano, um, and they had like an amazing art program. Well, I was in ISS. I was, yeah. I stayed in trouble, so. It actually ended up to my benefit. So I was in ISS and I was doing an art project in ISS. And so I had all the time in the world. So I just like killed it. I went nuts on this art project. And the art teacher's like, you got to be in AP art. Like you need to be doing this. And she did and uh, put me in AP art. And I started, you know, doing pretty decent in that. And then come graduation, you know, they, they actually made portfolios for us and sent them off to like, Art colleges, nice and uh, right, and so she sends it off to uh, to a couple of art colleges and Kansas City Art Institute, which is, in hindsight, it's a really good yeah. college for art. It's like great, um, but to show that I was just good at art, really, that's pretty much what I was good at. I was like, I'm not going to Kansas. I want to go to Kansas courses in Missouri. Like, yeah, you know I, mean? I'm, I, want to go yeah I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do well in geography. I did well at art. And so I, I was like, I don't want to go to Kansas. What's in Kansas? Nothing. Just fields. So I'm not going. And so I didn't even research and look into it. It wasn't like a full ride or anything, but yeah. it was like, it was enough. I should have probably checked it out. And I, uh, I, so I just went and waited tables and did all that. And, but that was the extent of my art. Okay. Um, I was not an artist. I'm not like drawn every day. Right, right. I didn't have like, I mean, I did draw, I guess, in high school, but I mean, it wasn't like I was drawn on all my folders and shit. I was just occasionally would draw an art and I did well at it. Yeah. So back to uh, this guy tattooing, and this is what, 10 years later, roughly for me um, from high school. And, and I'm like, this dude has got a whole shop and. He obviously ain't got his shit together. Yeah. Like, but he can have a shop. Right. So he's I, still, he's still, I'm going to do business, it, yeah. you know? And I asked him, I said, Hey man, what, what would it take for me to, uh, apprentice? And he's like, well, buy me these two machines. I'm like, all right, I got you. Dude. I was, I was working 12 hour shifts, seven yeah. days a week, dude. Yeah, I got the that. money. Yeah. Yeah. And so I bought the two machines and, uh, apprentice for like six months. And, um, I, I feel like he felt like I was kind of, Coming up a little quick, you know, I was like, I, I started out on my legs and I started like tattooing my legs and they were pretty decent. They weren't bad. Um, I'm still to this day, I can look at them and think like, well, I didn't do a bad job. Yeah. You know, it's not something that I'm like completely ashamed of. Right. And so uh, the friends and stuff that I had coming in, I was doing okay work too. And it was already up to um, 
a standard that they were at there. So I felt like he was like trying to slow me down, you know? So I was like, ah, I'm out, you know? And I told him, I was like, well, I've got another job offer. I got to go to this uh, Coca-Cola or something. I didn't have a job offer. I was just <laughs> leaving. So I left that place and I ended up uh, stumbling into somebody in front of Modern Primitives. And I worked there. I don't know if you remember that place off of King's. Yeah. That, that's, uh, it was there for quite a while. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, um, yeah. That, and it's, it's, it's in the Taekwondo place. Or, was that yeah. tied into the smoke shop too? Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 it was a smoke shop. It had all, all yeah. sorts of crap up yeah. front. And uh, the guy was like, look, I don't have anybody working Sundays. You can work Sundays. I want to be open on Sundays. I'm going to have a front girl, and you can work Sundays. So I was just a no-name, nobody, working on one day a week that nobody else was working. Yeah. And uh, I did that for like six months. And then uh, he sold that place or gave that place to the artists there. And they were all like, I don't know who the hell you are, man. We're not open on Sundays anymore though. So you ain't got a job. Yeah. And it's so like, they just kind of, you know, eliminated my job. And uh, I went another, like almost a year, almost, I think without tattooing at all. So that's what I say. Like the whole first half of my tattoo career or first like four years was like touch and go. Yeah. Hardly doing it all. Uh, when people don't know you, when artists don't know you, they're not they're not real apt to hire you. Yeah. And so I had to kind of like uh, I worked at a place called Security Test on Uri. Yeah. Yep. And um, I worked there for like a good solid year, and kind of built up a little bit of a name. Like that's when I started. Like people started thinking like, oh man, this guy does you know pretty good work. And um and it was still it was very like mediocre. It was it was not great. Um, but I it built up enough of a name that whenever I had it out with the guy there, the, the owner there was a whole other <laughs> podcast, honestly, <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but I, he was, he was, uh, it was, it was just not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And I was given everything I had to this bringing in machines I made. Cause I also did that before I tattooed. I okay. made, I made the tattoo machines nice before I knew how to tattoo. Okay. And, uh, I, because that was the easiest thing. It's like a little doorbell. The old yeah, ones. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're literally like a little doorbell. Yeah. So like I was working in maintenance. I had, I worked at graveyard, so I had machine shop and all this other stuff. I'm like, I'll just build tattoo machines. Yeah. And, um, and so I did that, uh, for the first probably six months while I was apprenticing, I started figuring out how to build them. And uh, that that got me into knowing different artists. Okay. Because I do know almost, I'm not all the artists around, but I know a lot of them. And I have a fairly decent rapport because I, I think it's ridiculous when we, like, compete. Well, I was about to get to that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, apparently, like, it's pretty obvious that I have a shitload of hours on me, okay? Right. But I've been in, I've been in the tattoo world since I was 18, I guess, since I was old enough to get one. Yeah. And um, it's very, very funny to me how cutthroat your industry is. Uh-huh. How everybody talks shit about everybody. Yep. I say everybody loosely because I don't know everyone. you know. Right. But I'm just saying, as you cross people's path, it's always like, yeah, well, so-and-so's doing this, so-and-so's doing that. <clears throat> but the funniest thing to me, <clears throat> the funniest thing to me ever is the people, it's very, very interesting how your market works because everyone in the world has the best tattoo artist ever. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you meet yeah. anyone, when you meet anyone, yep. they're like, 
To, uh, and a, and they want to talk trash yeah, about all yeah, the other artists. Have like, Apparently, all other yeah, artists are terrible. Yeah, and your only, artist, my artist, is the best hands why down. Is it, that's like the only industry that's like that, though. It's so hilarious to me. There is there's a whole uh, there's a whole culture I think tied up in tattoo artists in general. Just the artists themselves. Yeah. There's this whole that they oh, are yeah. a subculture. Yeah, and they love to bicker amongst themselves or not even bicker really just um be above well it's the ego. other they, it's an ego yeah, thing it's ego. It's ego it is thing. but you do have a lot of the, and i think it's born from the clients okay? it's gotta be right <laughs> no it's born from the clients. so the the clients yeah build and our head so far beyond the clouds <laughs> yeah. that it is comical. Yeah. And so you have all these artists that all their clients are like, you're the best dude. You know, you got the coolest tattoos. You do the best work out of the whole city. They start believing it. Yeah. And so they start thinking like, well, I'm the best. I mean, obviously I'm the best, you know, everybody tells me that. And so when you get artists together, they're super critical. Yeah. And they're just like, you're trash. You suck. <laughs> it's horrible. And I think that it's starting to shift, though. I mean, with social media, it has really flipped the, the yeah. whole thing on its head. And now, it's funny. So, local artists started out like they would just fight and, yeah. and, and back and forth. Well, man, I'm sorry. There's plenty of people on this planet. There's I enough, cannot tattoo the planet, yeah. right? And the, the thought that... I should try to get clients away from you mm-hmm. or have more clients than you is preposterous. I'm trying to narrow down my clients to a very select few mm-hmm. because that focuses on the art. That gets me to focus on exactly what I'm doing versus like trying to tattoo the world. Yeah. And there are different types of tattoo artists. You know, there's there's flash artists. There's artists that are uh, just straight street. All right, that, so you got to explain all these things for people that don't know. Okay. So put it into context with the Flash. Yes. Put it okay, so the, the Flash art is probably the best one to talk about first because they literally have been around since tattooing began in, in, a, in America. Okay. Um, Flash began from uh, the military. Yeah. Like right. The Navy and, and, and so they, like they, would, they, would, they would draw up things that would be appealing to military, but military, they get on leave or something. They've only got so much time. So they had to do like pieces that they could just bang them out. And so flash became something that they would keep on the wall and they you could just point to it and be like, yeah, I want that. I, I want to get that pin up and I want to get that, you know, flag with an Eagle and flash. The, the culture of flash tattooing as has went up and down in the nineties. It was, uh, it was horrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was terrible <laughs> because there was so much trash flash, mm-hmm. just random flash that people had drawn that had no business on the wall. It was just trash. It really was. And um, there were, then there came companies that would just produce flash, right? And they had like just, I guess they would commission artists. I don't know, but they were just not that good. They would just pound out a bunch of stuff and sell it. You'd buy it for $40, $70 a sheet, Mm. and then you'd put it up in your shop. You're like, I got all this Cherry Creek flash. Yeah. I got all that, you know, and you'd have this different brands of flash that you'd have. And the better the flash you had, the better you were producing. And so that the 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 '90s peaked that, and then it kind of just fell off because people started wanting custom tattoos. That happened. I feel like that started happening in what the early 2000s. Early 2000s. Because 
I was not to mean to cut you off, but just I, I don't want to forget about talking about this. Like when I when I first started getting into the tattoo space, as far as like receiving tattoos, <laughs> right? Um, you would walk into a shop and you would pick a flash, mm-hmm. and you're 18, you know, whatever, you yep. know, or get someone, you know, con yeah. someone to go in there with you, go younger, whatever, say yeah. this is what I want. And then a- as I progressed into it, it was we completely moved to custom, mm-hmm. and that was probably like mid 2000s. And, and you feel like you graduated to that, you right? Know? Right, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. So and and now, uh, flash tattoo shops, they've gone to exclusive older vintage flash. Okay, and there's there's more of a um, they 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 hold a certain reverence to. The, the flash they have. Does someone the, the, do any of them do like okay? So we have this. We have X amount of pieces, but we're only doing one on each person. Some I feel do like that. someone do that. Some should, do they that. should do that. Some do that, and some don't. So okay. when it comes to, to to flash, typically you'll do that thing twenty times. If right. You, if it comes in, you're going to do it. Right. Right. If they want you're it, turn the money down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to do it. Some artists like to retire mm-hmm. certain pieces when they draw their own flash. A lot of times they'll retire. Okay. A lot of times they'll draw that and it'll be a, a one-off. Okay. And a one-off is just, that's it. It's one time. They're going to do that piece. Um, now, if it's Sailor Jerry, they might have done that exact Sailor Jerry tattoo 25 times. Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with that. You know I mean? Because somebody's, people collect that and they want that because it, the nostalgia kind of held up with it too. Gotcha. And um, I think that, that, I didn't really, I hated Flash for a long time. I hated flash art. I hated uh, tattooing flash. I just felt like it was just sticker pasting it on somebody and there was no creativity to it. And then as I got older in the industry and as I, I started to respect certain flash and stuff like that, I absolutely would enjoy doing certain okay. stuff. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, it, is, it, it, it is pleasurable to tattoo certain designs that have been around for 100 years. right. That's pretty I didn't cool. Know, I didn't know the culture. I didn't know the, what the culture was around that. I had no uh-huh. idea. I just thought just random pieces yeah. that were thrown up on a wall. But that makes sense if there was an artist, a vintage artist that created this piece. Oh, that, yeah. Some of the original sheets can go for hundreds and hundreds of dollars, yeah. just if not thousands, if it really does, you know, date back to this is a officially hand done right. by Sailor Jerry or right, whoever. Right, you right. know, I throw that around because most people know who that right, is. Right. But um, those are really like coveted. Flash sheets for most artists that do it, and uh, there's there's a couple of shops in town that that's what they do, and they're actually really good at doing that, and they enjoy doing that. Um, I think you're right about the custom stuff. It started the early 2000s. Yeah. People started. That's when. So I, I started in 2007, and it was right when like custom was. Blowing it's up right when travel came out, bro. yeah, yeah, it was right after travel, <laughs> yeah. I covered so myself, I, I got travel, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got uh, my first piece was travel yeah. that I drew myself, yeah. I got it, I drew it, and I took it in there. And the guy put it, he literally put what I did all crooked and shit, yeah, in the machine, put it in a thermal fact, and just stuck it on me. And uh, so I have a crooked piece of travel, that's why I got it covered. And um, all right, I got it attempted. Well, to don't be they covered. say like say that about like because okay, so both of these pieces are cover ups. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like they said it's like there's your first tattoo and there's your cover up. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, I yeah. Like there's two That's tattoos. very true. <laughs> because yeah. I had a tribal band, of course. Yeah. Like I got in like 2006 or something. Yep. And uh, it was like right here, and then um, oddly enough, I had it. I got it at a flash shop, and yep. uh, I got it done. I thought it was cool, but then I was like, oh, that's not cool enough. 
So then I went on this side and started the tribal piece where I went. Well, now I'm this not, is I will tell you I'll, dust till dawn tribal. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. you got there, right? You know? but, but I started just one little piece. Okay, like I was trying yeah. to do like some UFC shit because I I was uh-huh. in the MMA and I started fighting a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just want to do one piece. Well, the artist that did it, I don't even remember the guy's name. I'll tell you the studio off camera, but um, it's it's probably no longer. I don't think it's no longer probably not in business, anyways. Yeah. But the dude was so barred out, it took him five hours to do this one piece. Uh-huh. Like yeah. this piece right here, yeah, took five hours. Yeah. I thought, and I didn't know any better because I'd only had this one little thing no, done. Uh-uh. So I didn't. I thought that was the process. Yeah, kept taking breaks and shit, and I was like, what the fuck? And five hours later, it's done. And we go back, and this is all dug out with scar oh, tissue. Oh, that's I can tell it's scarred and it, it, up. Yeah. It, we we took it. and I was like, "Look, man, I just want to take the attention off this shitty piece and turn it into something." Right. And, and so, so that's what we did. Do the arm. And yep. then after we did and that, then the I, arm wasn't enough, so you had to fill it in with red. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I yeah, I didn't, the whole yeah. And then and then I was like, yeah. "Well, then now I got this shitty travel band over here. Let's yep. turn this into something else." Uh huh. But yeah, dude, it, it's so funny how that whole that whole thing works. But I, I don't mean to steer steer the combo away. So yeah. you have flash, and then what's the next the next. Uh, um, so flash, and then I guess you would go from flash, then, then came freehand. Freehand was a whole, that's a whole, uh, almost goes into the, the Chicano culture and like freehand is, is we had the, the freehand king around here. You know, we got, we have people that do that. As far as I'm concerned, I think that freehand it's, it's a little too loose because you can never ever achieve the precision. Well, if you don't, if you draw and it, and you need to highlight that because some people say freehand, but it's really not. No, yeah, hardly so anybody does right, freehand, right, right, right? right? But people so, will say that. Yeah. So let's just take a for instance of, of what capabilities right. I would have if if I were to take a photo, right? And I can take a, a, a mag, which is a shader, and I can start just building up and brushing out and slowly build it up. And I can tattoo you with absolutely nothing. Not right. even, I would use a, a line for a reference where the eyes would go or something. I could do it, but it will not look as good as, as, good as if I make a stencil, yeah. as if I make a guideline, a map mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for me to look at and actually go well, off. Why of. do you think people like, is it just to say, it's the like bravado. it's gotta be, it's like, you're right. It's, like, it's the bravado. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's, uh, it's my artist. Doesn't yeah. look at anything. Now there's a, then you go the other step with freehand, which is <laughs> with the next step, which is drawn on. They take sharpies and they draw the stuff all over you. Right, and um, it's a little more refined and it, it's a little more flowy. But also there's there's um, that's how most of this has been done. Yeah, actually, yeah. Tribal is actually done best freehand. Okay, you absolutely should get somebody that does freehand tribal. Yes, um, tribal laid on you is just. I, I just think that it's pretty generic. Yeah. Like you should absolutely get somebody that can draw it right. on you because at least it flows with your body. It looks like that sits on your arm the way yeah, it should. Everyone's, everyone's shape's different, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, I can lay stencils to make it fit on your right. body, but for the most part, tribal needs to be drawn on. Yeah. I need to follow those lines of your arm. And that that's also considered freehand. Okay. And then you've got people that'll put a stencil on you. And they do a couple little scribbles around it. Oh, I freehanded that. And it's like, well, you didn't really freehand it. Like, <laughs> you just added some stuff. Yeah. I mean, I do that all the time. Okay. I don't call myself a freehand artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I could freehand, but it just, it just seems to take away from what I am capable of with a stencil. Yeah. Um, which, and then you've got, uh, you got realism, and you've got color realism. 
Uh, those are two totally different animals. Like, uh, color yeah. realism is so exclusive to the people that are actually can achieve it and do it well that I would, I would venture to say, I don't know. There's not some real statistics. Don't quote me on it, but, um, probably 5% of tattoo artists that do color realism are very successful at it. Yeah. Like do a phenomenal job. With and it. what does that consist of? Like, color, color realism makes it exactly as it sounds. It's so just it just a exactly realistic like color okay. photo okay. on somebody. Okay. Um, it's very difficult to achieve across the board. Now I could be really good at color realism. Let's say flowers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay so exactly. maybe that's all you do. Yeah. And that's, that's where I say the 5% is the ones that can actually just do it with anything. Um, now, there's a lot of people that do, like, roses and, and flowers, and they do them color realistic, and they focus on that only, and that's all they do, and they actually can hone that in because they're focusing so hard on one specific subject matter. So they only have to stay within certain parameters. Right. You know? So they can just, just fine-tune their craft. Yeah. Because feel, I feel like over the years, being, being involved in this in the past uh, almost 20 years of this culture... Um, and I say that loosely because I'm just sitting in a chair, right? Right. But um, just being in the same, you know, demographics that have a lot, you know, all that, and seeing different artists and different work pieces of work, it's funny how it it it's really I've seen it transform and just just like you said, social media. But I don't think it's so much social media. It's just so many so much attention to different things across the world has is now accessible. Yeah. And then it gives you more, right. more you know, it opens your mind up to do different things. And right. That just right. Happens and to we be, could, we could put that on the internet, you right, know what I mean? Right, you right. say the internet period. Right. The internet. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's like you, you look at these things and it's like everyone has, even, even if someone is a flash artist, they still have a style. Yeah. Like I feel like if I look at something and I know everyone's art enough, I can look at stuff you've done and say, that's Kurt Young. He Us- did that shit. Usually, yeah. you can pick out artists. Sometimes it's difficult with the flash artists. Right, right, right. You know, right. but not always. Right. You know, they take certain liberties mm-hmm. or they do certain things that other flash artists don't do. Yeah. You know, this guy may leave a certain amount of skin all the time. You know, and you're like, ah. Yeah, that's, I know that's so and so. Yeah, absolutely. I know the scales off there. It must have been so and so. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. But, or this dude put a thousand scales in it like he should have never done. Like, <laughs> it's obviously this guy. Yeah. And so um, there are telltale signs to artists. But and, I think that's awesome. I think that, that you could take the same piece. And like I could take someone and sit them two two arms sit down and say you do this and another artist do this mm-hmm. and they're going to look entirely different. Yeah. When it comes to like uh, perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And that think- that that uh, brings me kind of to what what I do. Mm-hmm. I embraced that and I tried to I tried to do all of it. Right. Um, which was. Uh, I need more caffeine. <laughs> which, which was, it's mixed style. It's become a, a, a newer style, right? Because you got new school. I left that out. Well, yeah. What street? You mentioned street. Too, oh right? yeah, yeah. So so street street is is definitely gray shade. Typically gray shade. Is it more like um, more, more like? It's, it's like letters it's the and stuff subject or? matter. Okay. Yes, it's definitely script. Script, script is always I mean. yeah. in yeah. street. And it's usually, um, it's going to have, I don't know, I'd say like two or three different ideas put together, but it's always going to have similarities. It's going to have, it's going to have a dove. It's going to have clouds. Gotcha. It's going to have, you know, uh, maybe a female figure in there with a bandana on or something like it's, it's Is that more linked to like 
like prison tats? Yeah, okay. absolutely. That's okay. why I say it's it's called street because I mean prison tattoos are a totally different thing. But street came from that. That's okay. where street okay. gets its fashion. Just as like fashion comes right. from that, right. that also comes from that. Okay. So you you have people that come out and they get out. And they have all this work on them, and it looks a certain way. Well, they go to a tattoo shop, and they're just like, oh, I want to fill in this, and I want to do this. Well, they have to adapt and kind of, like, make this better. So they ended up doing a different version of it, but better. Got you. And, and that's kind of where I think most of that came from. If you've got Flash from military, Street came from prison. Gotcha. And um, not specifically, but it definitely has links. They are connected. And... Um, so that's that's what, how I would say is the the difference in street and flash and then new school just came from people I guess tired of traditional flash okay and they wanted this cartoon stretchy they wanted to like pull it out and like draw and they wanted to be very illustrative yeah um and it was what was considered at the time very uh, artistic version of tattooing they took all these liberties. Uh, flash tattooing has rules, lots of strict rules. Um, okay. There's a rule of three. You have to have a third black, a third skin, and uh, I've drawn a blank on the other, but it, it's literally you have to have a certain line weight mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. The line has to be a, the same thickness. Why is that? Just it's based just on, a rule. It's just a, a rule for... It's like an unwritten rule? Is this like, yeah, yeah, okay, absolutely. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's, so if you don't follow it, it's not considered traditional. Right. Gotcha. Right? Okay. You're not traditional. You're neo-traditional, which is just new traditional, right? And and are these all like subcultures created within these space? Yeah, absolutely. That, that, yeah. That you, you, so you have there. all these artists, then you have the neo-traditional artists. Uh, it, then you okay. have the realism artists. Okay. And then you have like and then the, so the neo-traditional artists might say, you know, the realism artist ain't real artists because they ain't drawing, you know. Right. Y'all don't draw anything. All you do is put a photo <laughs> on somebody. And, so I mean that, that that's all the trash talk you might get. But uh, the neo-traditional artists typically are some of the more artistic, though. They do typically lay out tattoos a little better for the body because they actually pay attention to the lines and where they're going to go. And uh, neo-traditional just means that I'm going to break the rules, but I'm going to make it look traditional. Okay. So where do, where do you fit in the space? Like if you were to... to I'm, I'm, I'm all over the yourself. place. So you, you I'm all categorize. over the okay. place. Yeah. yeah. I would guess I would have to call myself like a, if, a if, mixed style artist. Right. That's kind of what's becoming uh, a newer version. A lot of times people will go and they'll get a collab. There's a, a collaborative tattoo between two different artists. Right. Yeah. And that was a unique thing is I'm going to get this artist and this artist. I'm going to get the best of both worlds. Um, well, I wanted to be both. I yeah. wanted to be both artists. And I was getting not bored with just black and gray realism, but I knew that I just didn't want to do just that for the rest of my life. Like I wanted to get into, I love comic artwork. Dude, so, I was about to, I was about to bring up that Marvel piece you're working yeah. on. Dude, holy shit. Yeah. I holy love it. Shit. And that, that was something that's funny that, that, so you bring that up, it'll actually uh, segue into my um, communication I have with, with my clients. And what's different about how I handle it than probably a lot of different mm-hmm. artists. Um, and I have a little more of a tight-knit group of uh, clients due to this. But I'm very um, selective now 
as to who I picked. So that art, that client was very difficult. I actually used him as an example on a uh, uh, one of the groups, one of those tattoo groups okay. on like, Facebook or okay. something. And it was an example to show them, like, don't give up on a client just because they throw th- the kitchen sink at you. They yeah. want everything. Right. They want it all, you know. And I don't even remember because now we have such a good relationship with what I'm doing. I don't even remember what he was wanting, but it was not at all like where I was wanting to go with it. Right. And once I get one tattoo on him, though, it's over with. I can like, but I just got to get that first, that, that, that direction going. And so, uh, I, I'd pitched him that idea. It's like, look, I want to like do this realistic Hulk, but I want it. I want the comic Hulk in there. Yeah. You know, I right. want to see both. Right. And uh, I showed him the idea, and it took him a second. But, I mean, I, I kind of, like, got him into that. Once I got him talked into that, now he's just like, do whatever the hell you want. Like, well, that's what happens, have my right? arm. But this is what's scary about that. We were talking about earlier, and I, we'll, we'll keep going about this, but yeah. I don't want to forget to mention this. We were talking about earlier, like, I have the best artist in the world or whatever. And then you take that piece. If you were to take that piece and pull it off of someone mm-hmm. and then put it on paper – you would see that it's absolute trash. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when it's on you and it's a part of you, yep. then you seem to value it more mm-hmm. and then you build it up more and then you att- attach think, the artist to it. I think you convince yourself. Yeah, yeah, you have to because yeah. it's there and it's fucking mm-hmm. permanent. You're like, well, I'm not getting rid of I this. I did that with my arm. How know? many How many fucking, how many fucking Florida Lees with the goddamn deer head? The, well, the I never did it. Oh my God, yeah. I'm about to say, how many have yeah, you done? I never did Because I've seen too many. I know, I know I've worked in a couple you shops. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. I worked in a couple shops. Dude, I worked God. in a I shop. I remember that came out. In South Shreveport and uh, trust me, there were quite a few that would like come in and want that thing. You know, geographically, you're going to run the into browning the browning head. Yeah, <laughs> they they just should have melded the two together. Dude, holy shit! And, but there's trends. That's a good subject and too. They're, and they're, uh, they're regional, really right? talk about that. Let's too. talk like, about all this. It's regional, right? So trends are definitely a regional type yeah. of thing, right? Um, I went through a phase as a realism artist. I I have my own phases of trends, yeah. right? So a, a traditional artist might have their own phase of trends. Well. Um, for a good year and a half, it was the wolves and the trees, wolves and trees. I want, wolf, I want trees, I want the trees on my lower arm. I want the wolf up here, yeah. and it, but it was the same thing. And I blame Pinterest 100%. Um, it, it is absolutely Pinterest to spot, you know, it's, it, people look at things and they see things that they like, and then this thing goes viral. It's so funny. Yeah, it blows up. I have a wolf on my finger. And I don't now, have a tree though. And now, <laughs> well, I like that wolf though. <laughs> it's, it doesn't look like the tree wolf. Yeah. And and then there came the morphs. Okay. Uh, this is for realism artists. Okay. The morphs were where they just like we're just gonna morph everything together and make it one just soup of realism stuff. And it, it was like I I fell I fell pray to that just a little bit because it was like trendy, but it was like, wow, that looks cool though. Let me try that. And, and, and then I did it and I have a couple of like Morphe looking things out there, but I just, something about me kept rejecting that idea because it just, and sure enough, I don't like it at all. Now I like being able to blend things Mm -hmm. and overlay things and layer things, but I don't, I don't really like the morph thing, but there's, there's a whole trend of, of lions. Uh, lions with blue eyes because apparently yeah. lions have blue eyes in the wild. I've never yeah. seen them before, but they yeah. do. And they wear <laughs> crowns all the time. They're just prancing around with their crown on. <laughs> but I did a, I did a lion with a crown, you know, and yeah. I got that whole phase of my career 
set precedent for me to actually put limits on what I did. That's that was my next. Uh, uh, this all right. So I I relate your industry to mine and I, very loosely, not mm-hmm. not in no no yeah, disrespect yeah. or anything like that. But so I do marketing, and so when I meet with someone, I've learned over the years. It's been like seven years now. When I sit down, I learn when to say no. It's mm-hmm. not a good idea. Yeah. And I feel like you have to do the same thing Absolutely. because I've been on the other side of the chair. And mm-hmm. I know when I said something dumb and my artist is like, no, that's probably not a good idea. Let's do this. Yep. I listened. Yep. And I feel like that's missing a lot. It, you know, I know you do that, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that it's probably missing a lot in the culture. It's like, well, what it is, it's, it's a maturity thing. Yeah. So yeah, because it's a, the artists too, they're like, I take it the that piss. allow the client to dictate. Yeah are not as mature in the industry as the ones that don't. Mm -hmm. And that's happening quicker, at least. Now artists are coming up and saying no much faster than we used to. Yeah, because we have too much entitlement now. It's a different story. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they're different people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But um, now what I do is, let's say I did a lion. Mm -hmm. I will not do a lion for a calendar year. Okay. All right? I'd shut it down. Um, I'll, I'll wait. Now, if it's a subject that I love doing... I will do it multiple times. Multiple times. I'll do it differently every time, but I'll do it multiple times. But if it's a subject that I'm kind of tired of, I'm absolutely going to shut it down for what's a year. What's your What's the thing that you've hated to do the most ever? Like what piece? Like you've seen it rep. Well, like, it wasn't a piece. It was a style. Okay. What was uh, it? trash polka? Okay. What the I, what, what the fuck is to that? my own demise? Right. Trash polka is. Um, I promoted this shit when it first came <laughs> out too. It started at uh, a. Uh, a tattoo place, I, I want to say it's like South America or somewhere, but they were graphic artists. There were two graphic artists that started tattooing, and um, it was Buena Vista Tattoo Club was the name of the, the tattoo club. And I, I hate even saying that. Somebody's going to look it up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but they were really good. Yeah. Okay? So what they would do is you take the, the human form, and you look at it uh, as the human form, period, just naked. Okay. And then apply the tattoo design to the human body. Okay. Not to the arm, not to the forearm, not to the shoulder. They literally applied the composition of the piece to the body. Gotcha. It was huge, large scale. Right. And they blended realism, like gray shade realism, and brush stroke, art, or free form, or abstract splatter. Like they just splatter a, a thing of paint on you, and then they shove in... Uh, a hyper-realistic skull, okay. right? So they put those two together, and by doing that, it, it was this kind of juxtaposition of two styles, right? Very artsy-fartsy, kind of just blasted it. And it might go across your chest. This whole brush stroke might go across your whole chest and go into like a skull on the ribs, and it just it painted the body, which mm-hmm. I thought was impressive. I thought mm-hmm. it was really cool. So I'm like, I'm like oh, man, you got to check out the style. I can do realism. And anybody can do a brushstroke cross. I mean, it's a bunch of black or red or whatever. And they did predominantly use red. They would use red with it just because. Well, I had a couple people that did it. And I did a successful job, I would say, maybe twice out of quite a few times that I did it. Because I did not fully understand until, like, later on. Like, hey, I got to take the whole body into consideration. Mm -hmm. And the composition of that and how that works. And not many people are willing to give you the liberty to blast something across their entire torso, yeah, that hurts first. Yeah. You know that sucks, and it's 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 a lot more than people are willing to take on. 
you tell them a big tattoo, people think this. Yeah. I love my favorite question is when they walk and say, How long did that take? I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like two hundred hours, man. Uh-huh. That's how fucking long it's yeah. taken. <laughs> yeah. Well, from here to here was six hours. So yeah. why don't you you know yeah. <laughs> Right. And and so not many people were willing to do what it took. So what happened was it became Americanized. Uh, trash polka, the style. That's what they called it. That's why it really took off because it had a catchy name. Yeah, yeah. You know, and people were like, so yeah, artistic. I'm trashy. Yeah. I got yeah. tattoos, yeah. you know, I'm tough. And uh, they, would, they would adapt the style but Americanize it. And that just means shrinking it and keeping it below a freaking sleeve. Gotcha. And look like crap. Yeah. And and it just they would put it in restraints, mm-hmm. and you cannot restrain something that's meant to be completely free form flowing across a body part. Now we're like, well, I want trash polka, but I want it right here. Yeah. You know, I want it on my forearm only. Yeah, I don't want to go past that. I don't want to like, yeah. no, I don't need to come around here. Yeah. Well, trash polka should have go all the way around your arm. You know, I mean, the way that it's designed was uh, way different than what got applied. Here in the states, gotcha. So um, that that was uh, I forget where we were going with that, but I well, it was just a matter of uh, that was that was something that you the, the like kind of the your least favorite thing. To oh do. right, and then and then I just wanted to go because everybody dirt. asked, right? And, everybody asked for it. Once it came out, man, right. it's just like I want that pokey trash or whatever. <laughs> you know, they always say it wrong too. Which is, that was comical. But uh, everybody wanted it. They yeah. wanted the polka trash. Well, then you have on the advert of that. What's your like favorite, favorite, like all time favorite either piece or, or style? Uh, well, I got a couple. Uh, so I have a couple of favorite pieces for okay. sure. And you can um, name them like you know, like the ones you, you remember for the them. most part. Okay. For the most part. Um, but the most popular ones is this cartoon leg sleeve I did, and I'm like, I don't know if you saw that or not. It's a Looney Tune. I didn't see it. I didn't, but I will. Right. Check it out. So uh, it was what what it was was, and it it, to this date, it's it's probably still one of my favorite tattoos, just because it was it was just a stroke of luck that I made this thing incredible. Mm -hmm. I don't tell, I don't say that I'm like did an incredible job very often. So it is important to note that, like, I hate on a lot of my art. Like, I I just think that I didn't do the best job, and this one. I just knocked out of the park. I killed it. And uh, I started doing it. The guy wanted a Looney Tune tribute on his leg. He's like, I love Looney Tunes when I grew up. I always wanted it. And I always wanted a tattoo of some Looney Tunes, but I want all these Looney Tunes. I'm like, how the hell am I going to put like 30 Looney Tunes? Like, I don't understand. Like, there's too many. And so I was like, I'll tell you what, man. And he's like, well, I, can, I can sit for whatever. And he was in the military at the time, and he could he could come in like, for five, six hour sessions. So I was like, let me just do like animation cells, you know, like they would do Disney will do animation cells or a different back when they were animating, like real time animating, they would make a cell and it had hundreds and thousands of cells and they would go through the cells and it would create movement. So I was like, well, let me do like we're doing animation cells and I'll just stick shapes on you. And put all Looney Tunes in it. Mm-hmm. So I picked, we picked his favorite Looney Tunes, and then I picked the favorite scenes, like Marvin the Martian. I've got uh, Tom and Jerry, where they're about to like draw against each other, and they've got the guns up, and they're about to walk away from each other with the sunset yeah, in the background. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, Yosemite Sam and Porky Pig. What made and, you think of that to, to to apply that though? Because that's well, that's so, ingenious, right? Because like you you think about it, it's like. Uh, 
instead of taking just a character and trying to dump it on top of another character, you're mm-hmm. taking scenes and blending them together. So what I did was I actually, I didn't want to blend them together because it was okay. going to be too difficult. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. So what I told him was, let me just put these shapes. So I did like a rectangle yeah. and a square. And gotcha. I just, I fit all these shapes okay. close together, gotcha. but nothing was touching. Okay. And so I wanted it because I was like, well, like a comic book almost, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. So we're going to stick them all together. And we got to the end of it and had no idea how I'm going to tie all this together, but it looked awesome. Like, I had done a fantastic job on every single tattoo that I had put on this dude. He healed in five days, and he held color better than anybody I'd ever, ever come across. So it was, like, it was perfect for what I was doing. But then I'm left with all this negative space mm-hmm. that's about a quarter inch. Mm-hmm. There's not very much room, maybe a half inch. Between all these pieces, and there's there's literally like at least fifteen, I think, pieces on them, and they're all the, the good size. And uh, I was like, well, I'll just do uh, Porky the Pig with the uh, that's all folks rings, and I'll just do those behind it. And it looked like crap. I kind of laid it out, and I was like, that just looks like crap. You know, I'm not going to do that. And then I was like, well, they're all on TV, so I'll just make it look like a film reel. Okay. I just filled it in with a bunch of square holes, yeah. literally like a film reel. Like did the square holes go. all, and it just looked perfect. And it was amazing. It looked like a stocking. It was so good that the dude had to wear pants from that point on. He could not walk into a store. Yeah, he couldn't. Him, no, yeah. he couldn't go anywhere. He's yeah. like, dude. He came to me in July. We were talking, doing something. And he had sweatpants on. I was like, man, what you wearing sweatpants for? And he's like, dude, I'm not I'm not wearing shorts. Like, I can't even go in the store. I can't work in Circle K. And it's like 30 minutes yeah. of talking to people yeah. oohing and on over this yeah. thing. And like it just because that was just one of those points in my life that I was like nailing all these things. I was really hyper focused on this one project. And and now I have multiple projects, kind of irons in the fire, that I am able to do that stuff that I'm working on and I'm trying to get better at getting sleeves done within a year because my sleeves are averaging around two years. That's right another now. thing. When yeah. someone says a fucking sleeve, you better mean from your wrist yeah, right. to the top of your arm, uh-huh. you know, or over I actually, the cap. I actually, that's kind of phasing that out completely. Yeah. I oh, won't do half. So yeah, I won't no do half. half sleeves. Well, but when people say sleeves, is always funny to me. They just have random tattoos botched uh-huh. all up together. I'm like, right, man, right. I got a sleeve. Yeah, like, almost or someone's like, I'm going to go get a sleeve done on the fucking weekend. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. There's no way. Like, if you're not entire, you're tattooing uh-uh. your whole arm, it's not a fucking sleeve. Yeah. That's why I was so egotistical about doing this one. It's like, I was like, I'm making it a fucking sleeve, and right. it's going to be 100 percent covered in ink. Uh-huh. And then I did a half sleeve over here, and I was like, Well, fuck it, I'm going to do the, the whole, whole thing. thing. Yeah. Yep. But it's so funny to me that it that just the it, it's so crazy to me. Like this is a subculture, and the funny the, the craziest thing about it is this never talked about. That's why I thought this would be great to talk about. I yeah. don't know how long we even fucking talk about tattoos, but yeah. probably probably hours. Man, hours. I can talk way too long. Well, well no, it's yeah. fine, dude. Right. Because people need <laughs> to talk about because no one talks about it. Uh-huh. And there's a culture that exists. That if you don't have a tattoo, you don't know anything about it because mm-hmm. you've never been in that. You've never been in that shop and sit right. down. You've never, you've never experienced like someone coming up to you and talking about this or my touching favorite th- you, yeah, grabbing your arm like it's well, a, my a, favorite thing is are the the stories. Like there's mm-hmm. so I will tell you this: there's absolutely no meaning to any right. of my tattoos. I didn't think my, you had some no, deep esoteric meaning to your tribal. Except one. my finger tattoo, and I just feel like the wolf things, my spirit animal, because it crossed paths my life a million times. Yeah. I used to raise hybrid wolves, all that. So, yeah. like I was just like, okay, this is one thing that symbolism in my life, right? But 
it's so interesting how there's so many stories behind pieces of art. Mm -hmm. And I think what's awesome about what you do is that you get to like firsthand be a part of that. Like I can only imagine how many people sit down with you, like when you're doing like realistic stuff and like portraits, like sit down with you and tell you these stories and like that I think is the one thing that that I will say does set me apart from everyone else. I mean, not everyone else, but from a lot of different tattoo artists is that I I vet my clients to the point of I'm going to get to know you. Yeah. I'm going to become a friend. We are going to enter into a relationship. Yeah. There is no avoiding that. I don't sit for two hours and then see you. You're never going to see me again. Right. I don't do a, a five-hour tattoo and then I'll never see you again. Um, we are embarking on a journey between you and I, and I'm going to get to know you. So I started way differently and I started off by, I, I typically get a list of things and I want a list of stuff. I don't want to know what you want. I don't want to tattoo. I don't need the tattoo idea that you've got. <laughs> I don't, I, I just, oh, please leave that on yeah. the table. Yeah. We'll talk about that during your appointment yeah. when I'm working on what we're working on, but I need a list of all the things that you would ever feel as though you could get tattooed on you or that are important to you or that make you who you are mm-hmm. or that bring your family to mind or that bring your childhood to mind or give you happy thoughts or something you want to memorialize. And all this this list I go through is to help. And then you tell me where you want this. It's a chest or an arm or a leg. And then I get pictures of that and then I start to go. But... I first ask people, obviously, the obvious question, you know, what is it that you're wanting? What is it that you want to do? Well, that one simple question can at least get me inside of your head enough to like, okay, should I explore this further or should I send them to someone else? Okay. I, I absolutely send people away so, uh, well, what's at that least process? 60, 70 percent Okay, so time. what's an example of you not something you don't want like, if they work? come to me with yeah. I, I want the lion with the crown okay, and the, okay, okay. Uh, right so, so it's, come it's, the, like, it's some, a regurgitated something idea. that's not original i will pick their brain a little before i let them go yeah because i'm like and, you may need to bring some originality out of someone yeah they just absolutely don't know yeah yep and and so if i if i pick their brain just a little bit and say well look i don't do those but once a year and i actually won't do one like this this or this so you i'm ruling out everything that you just told me what are you what else would you want to do? Would you want to do something else? Mm-hmm. Or are you set on this? Because if you're set on this, I'm going to give you to somebody. I'm going to make sure you find somebody that will give it to you. My question to that is like, so at what point, because a lot of times I'm so like, I'm so tied to something that I'm like, I just refuse to do that. Like, mm-hmm. is, is that part of it? Or is it like you just you just want to be 100% original? Is that what it is? You That's say? all that it's about. Okay. So, I feel like every person has in them uh-huh. the potential to give themselves or at least have put on themselves something that is tied to them deeper than what they have found on the internet. Got you. Um, they, they just had know that they want a big tattoo or they know yeah. they want something cool and they don't know, however, beyond what they've seen. I look at it every day. I design it every day. So, I mean, I know that, that the sky's the limit really. Like, I just need to pick at you a little bit and see how open you are Mm -hmm. to exploring the artistic aspect of it versus like, nope, nope, 
I want this. Like, you know, there are people out there. That the, just okay, like, that makes sense. Mm, you're like, okay, no. look, okay, if you that, we just don't mean we don't mean well. You know, you need to go. Yeah, and that. and that's usually how I have to phrase yeah. it. I try not to offend people, right? And I try to at least let people know, like, we might not be a good fit, but I can help you find your fit. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to not get a tattoo. That's the thing. I'm not like saying you're an idiot. You want stupid ideas? Like, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. Like, I just tell people, like, I'm not your guy, and that's okay. Like, you totally deserve to get a tattoo and the tattoo you want, but it's just not by me. Like, I do this a whole different way. And so that was the the one thing that sets me apart as far as I create a relationship first. Um, I first make sure that we're going to kind of have compatibility. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I got to be able to talk. So put that, a needle in your skin. Like, we need to be able to get along. <laughs> uh-huh. And that goes into uh, the demographic for me Yeah, is very much me. Gotcha. The demographic is very much close to who I am. Yeah. Um, I have found that I, it's over the years, it's the same type of guy, gotcha. typically gotcha. male. Yeah. Um, I do some female art, but I typically do masculine stuff. So, I mean, I'm not going to attract a lot of female you know not doing a lot of flowers and I, shit, don't. I, don't. And, I don't i just don't i don't i don't do uh i don't really find it enjoyable to do certain areas either there i I'd much rather arms and legs and, and chest like that or back yeah arms legs chest and back give me those all day long oh yeah. i hate doing ribs yeah. hate doing stomach and that's I, all yeah. i hate doing the hip areas central yeah. areas i can't stand those they're so hard to lay out and then you're designing it for what only if they're naked Right? So, right. like, and then you have to, like, well, what if they wear swimsuits? It's going to look weird hanging out. Yeah. So, I like doing that's leg. The, that's stuff nobody thinks about. Yeah. And they just see a picture of something on Pinterest, and they're like, uh-huh. Oh, my God, that looks cute. What's that going to look like with shorts on? And then they, they never, that's never exposed. Uh-huh. You know, the whole piece is never exposed. It's right. cut off. Right, right. Yeah, I and never the, thought about it that way. Either, it, it, it really is. So, I look at it from a standpoint of, like, what are you going to be truly comfortable with and what would, what also, what would I want? You know, not necessarily subject matter, but what would I want from a quality standpoint? I would want the highest that I can get as far as attention to detail Mm -hmm. and have some sort of meaning. There's plenty of artists out there. It's like tattoo don't need to mean nothing. It was so many. It's so interesting too, how so many people will put something on their body and they don't give a shit. Like, I just to just like randomly put it there. I don't mind. So I'm on the fence about it because I have seen people that get stuff. It's strictly for the aesthetic, right? Yeah, they get it because it looks good. It looks. That's cool. why I did it. Absolutely, that's why I did. It. I, th- I thought this absolutely cool. That's it. Right, and so I'd never really have had too much of a problem with people that like it for aesthetic right. reasons. I've shied away and always been kind of. I'm not against new school. Yeah. But new school to me was very. Uh, it's it's it rides a fine line. What's an example of new school? New school is just very cartoony. Oh yeah, that's right. You uh, said yeah. That earlier. So yeah, it's yeah. like it's just this super stretched out cartoony, yeah. and it can come across like as juvenile. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is okay yeah. when you're but fucking but, twenty. But it's very interesting though because my wife has a piece and I have no problem with it, but it's a Futurama piece. Uh-huh. I believe you saw it when we were hanging out last year. Yeah. I remember, but oh, yeah. she has a few, and it's a good looking tattoo. Mm-hmm. But I would never want nothing like that. But she she gets more compliments on that tattoo when we're somewhere than I get. Like, so they say anything about my tattoos. I'm I like, say there's a fine line. Yeah, it's, it's different. That yeah. is tying to people's nostalgia. That right. is tying to yeah, people's like, memories. Yeah. And so that's why I like comic. I like traditional Dude, I love, tattoos. Yeah. 
Um, I love doing things like that because, and even old cartoon, yeah. um, even old movie reference. Like I love doing stuff like that because it always brings people together and they see it and they're just like, oh man, that's like, I, I remember that. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But, but just thinking like for me, I don't have a, nothing to tie me to those subjects. So I'll just never thought, but every mm-hmm. time I see like. I'm a, like a, I don't even know if I ever talk about the show, but I'm like a low-key Marvel nerd. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't read comics and shit, never was into those, but like, yeah. I just into the movies, I like the storylines, I, I I don't like, I'm not on no kind of forums or nothing, but right, I just right. like the shit, I think it's cool. Yeah. And it's something the kids can get involved with now, and you can enjoy together, and it's yep. not too juvenile, but also not too mature. Right. Um, And all these pieces I see, and, and when you, I saw that one you did the other day, I was like, dude, that... That shit is badass. Like yeah. it just—it really is. Like it's, I it's try like, to bring some sort of level of maturity, yeah, to a fun piece, though. Right, right. And you I don't think, want it all cartoon. No, I don't right, want it. All comic. I mean, I don't mind. I've seen sleeves that are all comiced out, and I think that that can look really badass mm-hmm. if it's pulled off correctly. Um, but I, I also like throwing the gray shade realism into the mix because if you do that. There is a level of seriousness to it because it's like it's just realistic. So it looks more serious, I guess, you know. And so when I put the two together, you get like the fun aspect of it. But then it's like the impressive aspect Mm -hmm. of it, even though the technical aspect of putting a, a comic tattoo on somebody with the colors correct is just as difficult, sometimes more than doing a realism. I can only imagine for me. The realism aspect looks more uh, adultish. You know what I mean? Like it looks looks more like you. Uh, it, it took higher level of skill. It makes sense. Like so, if you would do like a um a, a a comic Iron Man, or if you were doing a Tony Stark, yeah. with a helmet off, it's yeah. a completely different. Yeah, look, and they're right? both equally they're as both, challenging. Yeah, they're they're e- both hard because yep. your your yep. attention to color here has to be some spot people on. are way more impressed with the realistic exactly, because it yeah. looks like a real image like a real yeah. person yeah that yeah. makes sense that does make sense um well what what do you think what's the most i guess regurgitated thing you've seen over the years like or, well there's there's like there's probably four or five tattoos that just get done over and over again it's always usually like a religious you know i mean the the cross the cross is probably tattooed more than anything okay <laughs> hands down the okay. cross is tattooed more than anything on the planet yeah. it's just it's been tattooed. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. It, it's, and it. it speaks to so many people. I have one. Like, you know right, what I mean? Right, like, right, every, right. Every, a lot of people have that. And sometimes it's just a reminder. Sometimes they have no business putting a cross yeah. up, but they do anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of religious things, uh, ironically, like the uh, are, are done praying hands. Okay. Uh, yeah. Without a doubt, one of the, the most done. Now, I, back to the geographic thing. Depending on where you're at, you yeah. know, you're going to have a lot more of one specific tattoo or subject than you would, you know, up, up north. It's going to be more. They may have more mountain scenes or something here. Go to Florida, you're going to have a shit ton of beach scenes, you know. Gotcha. So it, it, it does play a role where you're at. Well, I think it, I think too, I've seen, I've seen a lot of trends like from the, the, the line work stuff, like the geometric that, stuff. That, there was a whole trend that's, that's, of, of sacred geometry came yeah. right after trash polka. Yeah, and then and sacred geometry, man. I'm just gonna say it. It, it. it looks like you've got a hotel carpet on your arm, yeah, or you got a shower curtain on your me. left arm, and An Egyptian I, rug or something. Yeah, <laughs> I am not a fan anymore. I, yeah. I had a brief moment right after the trash polka stuff 
And I was like, oh, yeah, sacred geometry, You're man. Just that's like where it. it's at. You know, but I never <laughs> cover anybody's arm in it, but I did did do a whole throat. Oh, fuck. And uh, it ended up, it was a cover-up, and it ended up looking cool. So yeah. it sat well. Um, that, ironically, was the longest piece I've ever done. It was 13 hours. Okay. And he sat like uh, the whole time. Uh, rock. He's yeah. gangster then. That yeah, dude's he's a, gangster. a monster. Because yeah. I only, I would sit like, yeah. I'd do like I'll never do that again. He already told me, but he definitely yeah. was a beast. Longest I ever sits like five hours, but yeah. that's about all my skin wanted after that. Yeah. But they, so, the, yeah, there's like the line work, the, um, the, um, the biometric shit, yeah, like that came uh, yeah. pretty bio quickly. Organic, bio organic, biometric. That's what I mean. bio, yeah, bio organic. They're, yeah, they're yeah. biomech is the stuff that has the tubes and the like the okay. you know the the mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gears yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then the bioorganic is more like what you got. Right. Here. Yeah, that's what I kind of went with. That's there. That's definitely bioorganic. Yeah. And yeah. this is like uh, a couple of different famous artists that uh, did that, yeah. paved the way, and that's who you go off of. Yeah. That's a Guy Atchison reference yeah. is is what the elbow area of yours is very close okay, gotcha. to what he did. Okay. And that's if if you did it at all, you definitely referenced Guy Atchison. Gotcha. Okay. Or, or you were just an idiot. Like, okay. he, he was the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, him and Aaron Kane, those what, two. What else, and then, of course, you have the tribal stuff. What else was some stuff like um, – I feel like this. I feel like it all the, trends. The, the line work, and now there's old, There's a bunch of trends now. It's like the micro tattoos, the tattoos that are this yeah, big. What's, yeah, what's up with that? Um, those are just like I call them little pepperoni. What's up They're gonna with look that? like a pepperoni in, in ten years. <laughs> a little piece yeah. of pepperoni. Well, it started in uh, from what I could tell, like Korea, like South Korea. Okay. Um, because Koreans have porcelain, beautiful skin, like amazing skin. Yeah, they don't look, yeah. And they're not like out in the sun. They don't yeah. worship the sun. So you have all this beautiful porcelain skin. Of course they can do micro tattoos because it holds up. Right. And it actually looks good for five years or so. Yeah. Still, even in their skin, this is a deteriorating canvas. That's going to eventually dissipate. And that ink's going to kind of like find itself running into itself. Path of and, least resistance. Yes. And so... Those are those had a blow up, and then it came made its way to New York, and so that was like the New York thing was to do these little, and now that's still a thing is to do micro tattoos or patchwork tattoos where you just boom, 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 yeah. stick little ones all over you yeah. again, and have little stickers, and that, I mean, it also comes from you don't have to pay a lot of money, you can go get, yeah. Now the micro tattoos are expensive; they'll spend three or four hours on on this big. Really? Yeah. So you're paying six hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars, up to three thousand dollars if you go to New York for a tattoo that's like you know no larger than like half the size of a dollar. And you have all these facial tattoos now, like well, I mean, I say now, we're kind of, I'm kind of, yeah, but no, it's it's definitely, but it's like that originated from what that that had to originate from like Japanese in prison, right? Well, I I, I, that's definitely a rapper thing, like well that too, yeah, but but I'm saying before that you had like the teardrop shit. Oh yeah, that was a prison thing, yeah, yeah. And then yes. it grew into a but rapper you, thing. But, and then, yeah. Well, yeah, but look where the, the that right, culture right, 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 gets right. its fashion from. Right, exactly. It comes from exactly, jail because exactly. that's you're hard. If you're went to jail, you're hard. So you have that credit. You right. know, like I'm hard. I went to jail. Well, so that means tat. that shows you went to jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the face tat started coming from that, and mm. then it just blew up and went crazy. Yeah. And all the 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 younger generations literally start with their hands in their face. It's like yeah, it, instead of it was everything a complete else, opposite. That's the last right. thing I want to do. It was a complete opposite back in in nineties and early two thousands, where you would get covered other than your hands and your face. Yeah. That was the no fly zone. Yeah. Now it's like cover all this crap, and then you ain't got nothing. Yeah. 
on your whole torso, which is funny. Like, what's next? Like, I don't even know. Like, I feel like everything's been done. Man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I know that the the, the evolution of uh, the application and the healing has really Dude. made to where the tattoos hold up well. Dude, I, I know. Like, from what from where I started to what it is now and just seeing it and, like, the process and the equipment you guys are using now and the, mm-hmm. the you know, the healing process, the way that, they, you know, all these ways they what's your suggestion on how you should take care of a tattoo after it's done? Well, mine's let's, easy. Let's resolve this yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah. Cause mine, everyone has that fucking easy. argument too. Right. And, lather it in Vaseline, lather it in lotion. Right. What do you do? And mine's, mine's super easy because I use, uh, which is, it's, there's a bunch of names for it, but Tagaderm, mm-hmm. people have heard it, Saniderm, Dermalize Pro. There's all these names. I buy a specific one. It's called like Clear Shield or something. I don't know, but it's just a second skin. And you leave it on for seven days. That's all you do. Okay. You don't do anything else. Like you literally leave the bandage I put on yeah. it for seven days. Your body heals from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, contrary to popular belief that you need to put shit on your wound to make it heal, you don't. You just need to keep oxygen and bacteria away from it. Yeah. As long as you do that, it's going to heal. Your body is miraculous. Your, your body does things that are extremely impressive. Yeah. And one thing is it heals itself. Yeah. We are like little Wolverines running around. We're just not as good. And if you cover this and don't let anything get to it, it's not going to get infected. It's not going to, nothing's going to happen to it. All it's going to do is heal from the inside out. They peel that thing off. I just posted one on one of those tattoo groups and uh, the client sent me the photo. I don't know if you saw the owl that I did fairly recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. But she sent me the photo because it was the sheet and it's literally the owl on the, the second skin. And it comes off like the whole, like one little thin layer. And back when you were healing and you didn't have any of this stuff, you imagine a couple day or so is weeping out, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, ink and yeah, stuff coming yeah. off and then little flaky pieces yeah, come all off the time. in the shower. Yeah. yeah I, and it's, I never put anything on any of my, oh my God, I literally, so I left with a dry heel is yep. definitely a, a good method. I did it. I mean, I didn't know yep. what the best thing to do, but I just didn't feel like smothering it in like a Vaseline. No, food, that's horrible. Taking like, the oxygen out of yeah, it. Yeah, you know? that's horrible. And that's, so that's where, or the lotion, I like I feel like lotion of, can't be good for open pores because lotion, at least it, it, it soaks into the skin yeah. and it's not now a petroleum-based if product. it's not... A petroleum-based yeah, product. A petroleum like Vaseline. Or lotion that's scented. You don't want to scent no, fucking lotion. And that just has alcohol in it and it yeah. causes it to burn. Yeah. And so the, the best thing that it was the easiest was to like dry heal. That's a traditional artist. They typically like a dry heal because mm-hmm. it'll it almost draws your lines tighter. Okay. Versus if I were to like just slather it. Mm-hmm. It causes that ink to stay liquid and at the surface too long, and it dissipates, and you get a hazy-looking okay, line. Gotcha. And it's not super sharp and clean, and if it's dry, it tends to... Well, when you cover it with Tagaderm or Saniderm, it alleviates any variable. It sits in the almost perfect amount of plasma. Gotcha. Your body uses plasma to create a scab. Plasma and blood create a scab. Well, you have a whole bunch of trauma. You got a big old thick, nasty scab because it's just a lot of trauma. If you have a very minimal amount, which is what I typically generate with a very minimal amount of trauma, it just pushes a thin layer of plasma out. That's it. And all that thin layer of plasma does is ink and plasma. It comes to the surface. It stops. It dries. And it heals from the inside out. You peel that thing off, put lotion on it. It's done. Um, That is my go-to method is seven days of covering. Um, if it's full color, I usually have them, uh, change it at 24 hours and then go six days. 
Gotcha. So, but it's very minimal instructions now. And that's why I like it too, is that I put that shit on you and I just say, leave it alone. Don't take it off. Don't yeah. do anything. Yeah. You can take showers with it. It's super durable. It yeah. stretches with your skin. And so I shifted to that like four years ago and I never looked back. Okay. Just like I did with the machines. I use the these battery-powered pin machines now that are that's, quiet. They that's, don't vibrate. I don't, even, what, I don't know anything about these. What's this? Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> half the size of this mic, Okay, right? It's a, a pin, basically. Yeah. It's this tall. And um, I wrap a grip a little bigger so I don't have to squeeze so tight because I'll get tendonitis. Um, and it's battery-powered. It lasts about 8 to 10 hours. So I can do a whole sleep, a whole Full day session, which is with me, it's about and nine. You don't hours. have any cord that you're having to do this shit no with cords, the whole time. No foot pedal, no, yeah, none of that. None of that. None of it. And it, you can't hear it. It's silent. So yeah. I can also hear myself think. Is that like a, also, is it similar to a rotary? Yes, it is a rotary. Yeah, it is they, a rotary, yes, but it's just absolutely. don't have a cord. Yep, rotary was actually the first machine ever. I think Chris did most of mine with rotary, but without, but so, it's cord and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they had they've had rotaries since had before even the coil machine. Okay, the coil machines were just the most consistently used in the last, I'd say, you know, I don't know, fifty, sixty years. Gotcha. But that that was definitely a very hard hitting consistent machine that I can put in there and I can run a line faster than I can a rotary all mm-hmm. day long. Mm-hmm. A coil is, is amazing. And, um, the problem with them is they're temperamental. They're run off of spring steel, which wears out and they're run with a capacitor, which can go out. They, they have all these variables and then there's adjustments on them and, uh, the contact points they wear out because you're, you're arcing a small little, electrical current right there. Mm-hmm. So eventually that'll wear out the tip of the spring and you have to ch- have this bin of parts and it's just annoying to have. I, like I said, I built machines. So right. like I, I do know the benefits of them is that they hit hard as hell and they tattoo fast as can be. That's why you go get a traditional tattoo and you're going to get it done this big in, in two hours when it's going to take me six hours right. to do that area. But also I'm causing a third of the amount of trauma. Mm-hmm. The a rotary is much less traumatic, so you're not going to get as much raised skin. You know, sometimes you'll have lines and you feel like you can kind of feel it yeah. for a little while. Yeah. Um, that's just a little more trauma than than what I do. And at, with the gray shade, there's hardly any. I mean, it's almost like people will sit in my chair, and, and this is a thing. A lot of tattoo artists, but oh yeah, you fell asleep during your tattoo. Yeah, no, you didn't. I fall. I fell asleep. During yeah, night. I yeah. You, you can. If you if you get tattooed by somebody that knows what yeah. they're doing, yeah. and they they're not causing you a ton of trauma, yeah. you can absolutely fall asleep. Yeah. I have it happen all the time. Yeah. Um, it's it is a thing, especially with gray shade realism. It's even easier on the body versus color or yeah. packing or something. I like think that. I was just going so so much. I was going like every week You're just for five hours it. at a time. I'm yeah. used to it. You're just and, used to yeah. the the level, and you go in there with the proper expectations right, exactly yeah you know if you go in there and you think like oh this ain't gonna be that bad yeah you're gonna get your ass handed <laughs> you know the worst was in the armpit man yeah yeah armpit and then i like, steer clear of some of that yeah, area because i'm like the why? elbows just fucking weird dude yeah it's just weird it didn't really hurt but it's like you feel it in your fucking teeth yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? like, it, it I don't like bone. top of the shoulder either yeah. up here it yeah. felt like it's radiating through yeah. your whole body yeah yeah Mm-hmm. But no, and I think it's a, I just think it, I think the entire culture is amazing. It's, it's awesome to see what it's grown into. It's also awesome to see what you're doing. Like, so you're booked out like a good bit now. huh? Yeah. Five months. I keep That's it insane, the same. Dude. That's so insane. Like, can you imagine? Like, so 
that's by design. I, I got to where I was, excuse me, I got to where I was probably a year at the most. I got to a year. I hated that. I could not stand being booked out an entire year. It was hard to like manage my life, my, my family. And so um, I tried to find a balance. I got it down to three months. Three months is not too bad. And then I, I ended up getting too many people a couple times. I had to book to five. Well, I've finally come to a sweet spot four or five months. Because what it does is it gives you proper time to prepare. You know, I do a, a, a substantial deposit. That way it's taking some of the load off financially on the second round you get hit. Yeah. Because what I do is expensive. Yeah. You know, it's the more expensive out of most of the people around. And that's because I do big, long sittings. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to sit like that because I don't have that old cumbersome machine. And, like, everything I do is designed to do a long, long session. Yeah. Um, and so I did the, the four to five months. That way, we also have some time. You have time to think about what you're getting, what you're doing. We have some correspondence time. And it just is a good buffer in between so that you, you book it. The excitement of the booking, that kind of passes by a little bit and you have time to think properly, you know, and really start to like, if you change your mind, that's fine. Yes, that makes know? sense. Yeah. And, and so come time for booking or for, for actually the tattoo, then I hit up usually about a week before and I'll get a picture of, you know, what we're doing of the area and I'll start discussing it in more serious. Like this is, you know. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. But I also, this this is uh, funny. It's a thing that I, I typically do. Um, no one sees their tattoo till the day up. Okay. And so, like, a lot of my clients that have been coming to me, they know that that's funny because everybody they tell, they're like, what are you getting, bro? You're going to, going to Kurt. going to get something cool. You know, what are you going to get? And uh, they're like, I don't know. And they're just like, they're like, what? What do you mean you don't know? It's the tattoos, huge tattoo. You know, obviously people know you're getting a nice, expensive, big tattoo. Obviously, you should know what you're getting. And uh, it, but they trust me. Yeah. And I think at that point they understand. Like we have an understanding. I'm going to give you all the stuff that you've liked. Like you've looked at my page. You've liked this stuff. If you like all of this, that's the process they went through. You're okay with the process. Why wouldn't you be? Well, that, that's, apparently, if yeah, you like my that's work, what, this, yep, is, this that's is how you what, get my work. This is that's the only way what to get it. got them yeah. those tattoos that you thought were so cool. Yeah, that's what you got to do. And so it it also alleviates the the kind of nitpicking or the micromanaging of well, what if I? Because if I found if I show them the, the morning of, they're usually just like, oh, like it's like that's awesome. Um, Every now and then I have to edit, but man, the, the stuff we have now, I can literally edit things on the fly pretty quick and I can make changes as long as they're not major. Yeah. But, um, I'll, I'll also reschedule a, a, a appointment in a heartbeat. Right. Um, even though like, I'm like, if I'm not emotionally like ready that day, like if I'm like had something going on, you know, with anything, God knows what, and like something happened that, I'm going to reschedule, well, what, but like, I leave a buffer. I only tattoo three days out of the week. That's good. That's what most, because then you just burn out and then you don't enjoy it. And then the work yep. shows that you don't, it's just like anything else, right? Like, Oh if yeah. You, if, if I was you, pounding it out every single day, yeah, you wouldn't, I'd be a machine and I'd be like, I wouldn't be giving you my best. Right. You're not going to be passionate about it. Therefore it's not gonna be your best 
best you can do. Right. And, and the same, people don't understand that about art. And, you know, it, it, that, that applies to a lot of things. Yeah. Like, if you're not putting your full amount of, you know, attention to it and, you know, what you can do, like your ability, then you're like, you're getting, you know, half of what you could have gotten if, you know, you were. So, right. it makes it sense. You're like, hey, man, I'm not, I'm not... I'm not feeling myself today. That's not just a, that's not a artistic thing. It's just a look, I fucking next week will be better for me. Yep. Trust me. And I did, I created that, that, that buffer for me. So I would be able to do that. Yeah. And I think that that, that's also another thing that my clients appreciate is that, you know, the day is about them. If you come, I'm only doing you that day. I'll never do, I don't do two tattoos in a day anymore. So you're not rushing about it out of chairs. No, like, hey man, I, I got no someone one's coming, coming in 30 to minutes. talk yeah. to me. Yeah, oh, that's I, another thing. Man, dude. I Fucking people that. show the fuck up. Oh my God, You have five people that. over here talking about their bullshit conversation while you're sitting there awkwardly uh-huh. getting your shit yep. done. Or somebody comes people. in, man, what could you do with this? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I can't do nothing right now because I'm worried about this. Yeah. And so when I got my own place again i made it where i was like i'm this is locked door private studio no one's getting in mm-hmm. i don't want nobody to know where it's at like I, I want it to be exclusive to the person that's getting the tattoo this mm-hmm. is who is important to me is the client it's not the clients all of them you know and everybody knows that and the clients respect the other clients yeah because i've kind of groomed everybody to understand like you respect the fact that he's getting tattooed today and you're not going to bother me because you know that I'm putting in my efforts to him so that you can get my efforts to you exactly. when your day comes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I like it, dude. I like it. Where can everybody find you? Instagram? Um, yeah, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, pretty much I book once a month, and I can only take one new person a month for the foreseeable future. That's pretty much what I do. Um, I get one new person a month. How big your waiting list now? Um, well, I don't do it. I oh, don't, so you don't do, need to do a waiting list. No, so I don't do like, I'm taking list. one a month and okay, that's gotcha, it. Gotcha. So it's kind of a lottery situation. Gotcha. So whenever I open my books every month, I open them at a specific time on the first Saturday of the month. And I usually announce that it's usually close to the same time. And I usually announce that the, the Friday before I'll announce it and I'll say, all right, books open 8am tomorrow. And when I open them, it's gotten pretty pretty much like a well-oiled machine. It's usually right around the amount that I need. I only book 10 appointments. Yeah. So obviously it's limited already. And so I only allot one spot for a new client, which is close to being too much too, you know, cause I have so many people in the works. Yeah. So, um, the first Saturday of every month, I'm able to at least try to filter out. That's why I'll have like maybe four or five people hit me up that are new clients and I have to pick, Got you. Of which gotcha. one that I would I would go for. Gotcha. And um, but yeah, I mean Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Instagram, their whole algorithm's jacked up. What's so your I, What's your name on Instagram? Kurt Young. Kurt Young. Yeah, on just my name. Okay, yep. Gotcha, I look. Gotcha. I got on Instagram real early. So, gotcha. Yeah. So I got you my name. Lucked out. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Well, look, man, it's been a blast today. Look, I, we could talk about this for hours. Honestly. I know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think told you I could I, talk. no, dude, I can too, dude. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize we were opening a can of worms until we started talking about it. But it's just, it's just an impressive culture, and it's cool how how it's grown it's cool that you know you're such a significant part of it and it's also cool to continue to see new trends yeah new things evolve you know and in, in the you know well the, and that that's the social media aspect has helped a lot yeah it's, yeah it's really catapulted the industry yeah into like some of the stuff i'm impressed daily 
Like, I can scroll and look at my feed daily, and I'm just like, this is insane. Dude, the stuff, yeah, I mean, just like your piece of the day I see, but I see stuff like, just like you said, daily, I'm just, holy shit, how is that on the Uh piece of skin? You know, like, how in the fuck do they do that? Yeah. (laughs) Well, look, man, that's a wrap, dude. Good time today. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, enjoyed it, man.